Maybe that's a feeling of agitation caused by the presence or imminence of danger. Why do you think people believe in ghosts? Suppose nature gave a war and everybody came. The snakes, the birds, the lizards and frogs. And suppose that the polluters, the species on earth called man, were the enemy in that war. I still believe man is master of the world. And then suppose that the human race lost. <laughs> Adam Rourke, Judy Pace. First of all, we're going to have to try to find our Stuart and Michael. Be very honest with you. I don't think we will. Not alive, anyway. You talking big because you're the only one making any sense around here. But whether we find him or not, we've got to get off this damn island. All of us, now! And I am asking to get the hell out of here with someone or by myself. Ladies and gentlemen, and you have now just listened to the trailer for 1972's Frogs. Um, just a note before you uh, listen to our podcast, this is an older episode, and at one point in time we uh, were numbering our episodes, but uh, once we 
decided to put them in a different uh, spot from YouTube, that number became obsolete. So this is episode number 52. Um, just so, uh, so that you understand the confusion. Originally, we put it as episode 99. So thank you for listening, and enjoy the episode. Oh, no. I'll be fine. Well, ready. Welcome back to Inside Movies Galore. I'm your host for this evening. And here in the room, in episode 99, uh, with, uh, uh, we have the Inside Movies Galore crew. So uh, welcome back, everyone. So... Uh, uh, again, we ha uh, we have Mr. Light and Sh uh, uh, Shadow coming back. Uh, back, hello, Chris. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we also have Kabuki Jake in the room and uh, uh, Septum Sim. Hello, everyone. Hello. 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 So tonight we are about to discuss the film from 1972 called Frogs. Dustin, why don't you tell us a little bit about the film and when you first saw it? Well, uh, the premise of Frogs is a destination. Uh, I wonder if anybody else kind of got that vibe, too. <clears throat> so, this old guy has been living on this kind of like a goofiness to it by how like ridiculous some of the deaths are. Uh, by the way, this is the original movie poster, um, somehow in a shirt. Uh, <laughs> I wrote a I wrote a grad paper on this and other reptile horror movies actually, and this is from when I gave the presentation. And so every time I do anything amphibian related, I wear this. So yeah, uh, but without the pressure of having the camera off, uh, like I fucking love this movie. Like it has like just such a weird like tone. If you it has it's so fun if you approach watching it in the right way. Like it's not a good movie. By really most metrics, but fucking damn it, is it a lot of fun? <laughs> so, I'm excited. Uh, okay, so Red, uh, welcome back. Uh, so uh, when did you uh, was this your first time seeing the film? Yeah, this was my first time watching it. And uh, what were your thoughts on it? Um, at first I thought it was kind of slow moving and I, I thought it was kind of weird and I'm like, what is this? Yep. But then I thought for 1970, it was actually pretty good. You know, I, I, if I, I, after thinking about it, you know, I gave it a second thought and for the time period and everything, you got to remember it was 1972, was it? Yes. For that time period, I mean, and for you know, the theme and everything, it actually was pretty good for what it was. Okay. So, um, was there a particular spot in the film that you would, uh, you would point out that, uh, might have been, like, a favorite scene or something like that? I guess when the guy was getting, um, attacked by those tarantulas, and he was getting, like, covered in that moss... That okay. was pretty cool, because okay. it was really, that was like, probably one of the more dramatic scenes. The part that really bothered me, though, was when that guy uh, was, like, being attacked in the water, oh. and the lady was about to go swim out to save him, and she got attacked by an alligator, was it? 
No, he was, was like, uh, turtle, yeah. I was like, why don't you just jump back up on the shore? She could have saved herself. I was like, thinking she was an idiot. Like, yeah, she could have. Well, I was, she was like, an idiot, and she got stuck in mud. I know, but it just seemed so, like, easy. She could have, like, jumped out of the way in the movie. It just seemed like she could have gotten out of that easily. I was like, she's so dumb. And it just bothered me. <laughs> well, <laughs> honestly, I love that scene. Because it's so nonsensical. Like, I agree with you on that. Any kind of reaction like that is sometimes what, uh, what uh, brings about, you know, that bad movie instinct. Uh, when, when, when you see a lot of this stuff, it kind of... <laughs> when you react like that, it's kind of... Uh, it kinda I guess I wasn't looking at her feet, so I didn't realize she was stuck in mud, but it's like, your first reaction is like, get, you know, jump away, you know? <laughs> I would have hated uh, Septim. Was it Frankenhooker with the lawnmower? Oh, oh, it's been a long time since I watched Frankenhooker, and I've been trying to forget about it. <laughs> Rough. Like, that scene was nothing on that. Uh, it also uh, nothing on blood sucking uh, pharaohs from Pittsburgh either. <laughs> uh, where there's a uh, where there's a scene where there's a lady who's smoking all kinds of cigarettes and they're all over the floor. <laughs> but <laughs> in any case, uh, uh, Chris, why don't you uh, tell me uh, when was your first time that you had watched this film? I saw it uh, first of all a long time ago when I was a kid. It was the first time I ever saw it. It was probably like the 80s. <laughs> okay. A while ago, so. So, um, what were your first thoughts on it when you mm -hmm. saw it the fir uh, uh, first time? And uh, have you watched it recently? Yeah, I've watched it. I, I watched the DVD I, uh, many times. I've seen it yeah, multiple times, really. Uh I liked it. I thought it was interesting. Uh, I thought it had uh, some interesting, like, shot compositions, like, in the beginning. And then I liked the lighting through, like, the shafts of light in the, like, fog and shrouded trees, like, the atmosphere. Okay. And I liked, I, know, I thought the characters were kind of interesting. Interesting, like, dynamics with the, with the controlling father and, like, the family dysfunction between the siblings and, like, the, 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 the married couple. I thought that stuff was interesting. I don't know. I always thought that was. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they were. They were. They were fairly fleshed out and developed, like as characters. Uh, yeah, and yeah. it was. They were. They were pointed out as. There's even a line in the movie. It's like you know. Yeah, you sound like the worst of the ugly rich. We are the ugly rich. Like nobody had really any redeeming qualities. So it's kind of like yeah, get them every time like they were killed. <laughs> so. Um, it felt like they really did a good job of playing it up with the characterization of a lot of these people. Okay. Septim, why don't you tell me a little bit about uh, your uh, your thoughts on the film, and was this a first-time watch? Well, no. Uh, I remember watching this. Uh, basically, I saw it, and I could not watch it after seeing the uh, cover on this thing. Um <laughs> I mean, a frog with a human hand sticking out of its mouth. I mean, what's not to like on that? Uh, <laughs> it had a sweet cover. So, uh, but to me, it, it all represents the duality uh, of our society, really, when it comes to the environment. Um, well, you've got uh, two sides of the argument, and there are gray areas in between, but it usually follows on the side of 
one, which is the uh, protagonists, which is uh, trying to seek to live with nature, uh, to just be, uh, to live alongside the environment. And then the other side, which is, you know, nature was given to us uh, either by God or just by whatever that guy was uh, considering. And we can do with it what we please, and uh, nothing bad will come of it. And, of course, in this particular one, it, it, you could tell which side it fell on. Um, one of the things I thought was entertaining was that um, uh, my wife was thinking about how, oh, this reminds me of The Happening. No, <laughs> uh, no, no, this was a much better movie than The Happening. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, there is that whole concept of we, we've wrecked things so much Finally, it started back, and uh, to me that, um, uh, though it is cheesy, and that the cheesiness, I think, uh, lends to its charm, uh, and, and, but, the, uh, but the message itself that it tries to convey is quite serious, yes, and, um, and I, I feel like it is a uh, worthwhile movie, I'm, I'm glad that I got to see it again. Especially with my now my sh my shop factory Blu-ray version, which uh, has a little bit cleaner transfer, <laughs> and exactly one extra feature, which is very disappointing. That's why I don't own that release because it's literally just like a two-minute interview with one of the stars. Well, it has and Feast of the Gods on there too, which doesn't count. It's not frogs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a good movie. I'm not saying it's not a good movie. It's just I wanted to know more about frogs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no it's technically classified as eco horror too so a lot of you guys did a great job of picking up on that like there were a whole like spate of movies in that time period that were in the in the lines of like nature gets its revenge kind of genre nature versus man what was yes. that comedy that they had out there um about it it was a comedy about a guy who ended up uh, and I have it but it was so bad, I forgot, I blocked out the name. Furry Vengeance. Okay, I didn't block it out good enough. Um, which was a comedy version of something similar to that. Uh, uh, where nature was saying, no, screw you. <laughs> uh, there's, there's stuff like Day of the Animals uh, and Prophecy that kind of come to mind for me. Grizzly. Grizzly is Grizzly. Grizzly is a good one. Uh, Kingdom of the Spiders, uh, Bees, there's a Bees one, I think it's called Bees, actually. There's one like called Tarantula? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yep. Yeah. That would be one. A lot of the, a lot of the Big Bug style movies, too. <laughs> Wasp Woman? Yeah. Uh, probably Food not. Food of the Gods? Yeah, that's what it's like, yeah. Well, okay, fine, Food of the Gods. <laughs> <laughs> you win this one, H.G. Wells. Hey, come on. Uh, Mr. Big has to get in there somewhere. <laughs> Who? Mr. Big. And that was the nickname of uh, of the director behind the Food of the Gods. Yeah, Bird Eye Gordon? Yeah. Oh. Um, he, was called, he was called that nickname by Forrest J. Ackerman. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, in any case, um, Kabuki Jake, uh, when was the first time that you uh, first came across 
uh, the, the frogs. Well, I don't recall the first time I came across it per se. Septim probably mentioned it to me in passing or something. I don't know. <laughs> I got a copy from him last year, and I watched it during my spate of horror Halloween viewing. Um, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I watched it again last night, and I enjoyed it. Um, there are issues I have with the film. Uh, on the one hand, I love the fact that nature fights back against these. Ray Milan's character is a bastard. He really is. He needs to die. And all the other characters in the movie are no great loss. Um, but I felt like the message was a bit muddled. I mean, you know, Sam Elliott starts off as this great, you know, in, you know, environmentally conscious person, and he doesn't take much push before he's like, "I'll go get the gasoline." It's like, really, you know, you can you can fight a little harder there, you know, not switch sides as fully. Uh, I understand in the final flight where they're fighting for their lives, you know what I mean? But, like, that whole getting the gasoline, it's like, really, dude? No. <laughs> and I kind of didn't think that the people that were smart enough to get out didn't make it, you know? It's like, mm, they were, they could have made it. One <laughs> of all people, the kids, I mean, come on, they need to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a uh, that was kind of a part of the story, actually. Like the characters that showed at least a little bit of respect for nature, like explicitly, were the ones that escaped. Except for the kids, that was the problem. The kids were. Uh, they don't kill kids in those movies. <laughs> no, they they probably couldn't get away with that. And you know, maybe the frogs got them. I mean, with that with that ending. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. The calls are coming from inside the house! And then a minute later, actual call from inside the house. <laughs> I also kind of wonder about... Um, there, even though there's sort of this environmentalist message, there a lot of the animals used in the film escaped into the Florida swamps. They ended up doing a lot of harm making the film. Yeah, that was that That's was unfortunate. Yeah, and I kind of wondered if any of the animals were harmed. I could find nothing on that. I don't. I think they were fairly careful to like not injure any animals. Like almost all the animals we see were real. Um, like only the ones that they had to kill, like for stunts, were fake. So they didn't kill any real animals in this. Okay. Um, kind of funny, like. There were basically no actual frogs in this movie. Everything we saw was a toad. Like, those were all toads. Yeah. Uh -huh. Frogs, but not a huge number. It was mostly toads. Yeah. I, I think we have actual frogs in, like, maybe two or three frames, and that's well, it. Um, I think so. The thing that I, I, I like about the, the, this film is uh, I saw this maybe once uh, uh, while I was uh, growing up. I'm not exactly sure when, but I know it was... I was fairly young, but I uh, but I saw it in bits and pieces over time because my dad was a channel flipper. So, uh, uh, but uh, I finally had the chance to watch this a little bit before uh, uh, fully once again again a little bit before the show, and uh, I have to uh, say 
how young Sam Elliott was. My God. <laughs> and he's like, I better take my shirt off to unstick this out. He's definitely not the Ghost Rider that uh, that uh, that we saw. He's young and he doesn't have a mustache. It can't be Sam Elliott. Exactly. He he looks like a caricature of a Brady Bunch character. <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, he, he, uh, they got the hair of the uh, of the seventies. The mullet, or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> but um, uh, I, I had a lot of fun with the, uh, uh, this film myself. Uh, and though yes, I do, uh, I do agree with you, Kabuki Jake, that some of the uh, some of the message seems to be somewhat, you know. Not exactly, uh, not exactly that person. Uh, there were definitely a lot, uh, a lot of creatures in here other than just the frogs. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, we had the tar uh, tarantulas, the uh, the, gec uh, the the geckos, mm -hmm. uh, the different lizards that, that were uh, that were there. I mean, we even had a, a little bit of bird design in there somewhere. You know. Yeah, there was there was a huge variety. Like it really stuck to the theme of all the animals kind of banding together. Yeah, the frogs. The frogs were almost like a leadership role. Like the frogs, it was like the frogs were like directing them to attack the people. Like I especially loved how they have like the, the close up shots of the frogs like glaring into the camera, and then like some dangerous animal would go after somebody. Like it was hilarious. Um, and that was that's something I talked about in my paper too, like the mythology about frogs having like mystic powers because of their like, association with like witchcraft and like other things. Hmm. Uh, so I wonder if that was kind of an inspiration for it. Like I wish there was more information available on like the motives of the people who made and wrote the movie. I remember my jump scare uh, when I, uh, when I first watched this, and uh, my my jump scare was when. The old lady. She was looking for uh, for the butterfly, and uh, and uh, she uh, she falls into uh, into that swampy looking uh, uh, stuff. Gets the leeches on her, and then all of a sudden she's attacked by a snake. <laughs> and then short, uh, shortly, uh, shortly, uh, right near her, uh, near her, the guy that's looking for her is like not that far off from where she actually got killed. Yeah. yeah, I like how she gets bitten by the snakes, and then she turns into like a Dawn of the Dead zombie. Exactly right away. <laughs> That's one thing that I uh, that I uh, found a little. A, a little uh, there was too much rigor mortis right away. Well, I mean, like what what made this I think extra funny for me was like knowing so much about the animals and the science yeah. uh, of like working with reptiles and amphibians, like what they can actually do, like how they really behave, and so maybe. It, that's why this was so much more of a comedy to me. A lot of the scenes um, was iffy at best. <laughs> Actually, uh, that's something that, that I was curious about, the Pilar Nature experts. Uh, 
uh, how accurate to the range of these animals uh, was uh, the likelihood that they would actually be in that part of the world? Well, my first instinct is not at fucking all. Like, very basically, none, basically none of those creatures were indigenous to Florida. Um, it was kind of difficult to tease out where this was supposed to be taking place, but when I wrote my paper, I think we settled on it being the Everglades. Uh, however... However, I did realize that the Everglades could support all the species that we saw, because the Everglades is very friendly towards invasive species, like especially things like reptiles, amphibians. And there, were, there were a couple, um, the anoles and the copperhead, I mean not copperhead, a cottonmouth, uh, there were some rat snakes, but most of them were non-native. The tegus were non-native. The geckos were non-native. The those giant toads were non-native. Pretty sure those were cane toads. Are yeah. those cane or marine toads? And cane toads are now well established in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because of the snakes. The geckos were uh, were actually uh, called toke geckos. are now established in Florida too, but I think at the time they were barely known from the state. Yeah, they, uh, they were mostly na native to Asia and the Pacific yes. Islands. Wasn't it on an island, though? Well, Florida has, I think, two, maybe three native geckos, and they're all native to the Keys. There are none native north of, like, Miami. Um, so that was kind of an odd, yeah. So yeah, the, the science was a little iffy, especially, as Dustin said, also the, the behavior with some of them was a little... Uh, a little. And the, the, and the snapping turtle... That was fucking amazing. I just love that. I just love that scene. I mean, those should be down there. I mean, alligator snappers are native to the Gulf Coast, but I don't remember how far south they go. I think they're native to the Panhandle. Those larger, those larger li lizards. Those were Argentine yeah. tegus. Tegus, yeah. I thought I, I thought I even saw a monitor or two in there, but I could just be mixing them up with the tegu. I think there was a monitor in the opening credits, I think. Yeah. Which, I believe that is the exact kind of a lizard, uh, a, a lizard that was used for the giant Gila monster, I believe. Oh. Were they really stupid enough to use, like, a t like, uh, just use a Gila monster! Morons! <laughs> Goddamn! Well, they, they didn't. At least they didn't use clippings from Giant Geller, uh, a Gila Monster. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, I did, they did have cottonmouths, and those were legitimate, dangerous Florida natives. You know, but yeah, which was interesting that they actually used those. But <laughs> I wonder how close they actually were to the uh, actors. I, I gotta love the death by Spanish moss. <laughs> I mean, you gotta wonder how many people have actually died of, of Spanish moss-related incidents. Uh, I'm sure there's got to be one. You know? <laughs> well, I kind of felt like the tarantulas were in charge of that. <laughs> the venomous tarantulas. Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of implied that the moss was full of spiders, and that's what we're getting. There you go. There you go. That is. That, they were on the same trail we were with the Spanish Inquisition spider. They called that living <laughs> Spanish moss. Uh, Chris, Chris, if there's anything else that uh, that you might want to add, 
Well, I mean, like I said, I thought the, thought the characters were interesting. Uh, uh, what was I? There's another thought I had. I'm trying to remember what it was. Uh, um, you talked about the shot composition. Like, there were a lot of very pretty, like, nature shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked a lot of it, especially like, the opening part. There was a lot of, yeah, shots that, you know, were framed uh, in an interesting way. Um, yeah, like, like I said, I really liked that lighting, especially with the fog and through the trees, the shafts of light and... Uh, I thought it was interesting too with the uh, uh, Ray Ray Milan character. Uh, how he had this, he controlled his family. That he had this idea, he kind of parallels in thinking he could control his environment, and yet kind of conquered the idea of death because they kind of he kind of makes that comment about how he'll live and he's going to live to be a hundred, and there's kind of that like he has this desire to control everything, and and, and he, I don't know. I thought that was interesting. Okay. I can, I can definitely see that thought process uh, because you know. Uh, uh, did anyone catch exactly what uh, what the family actually did? They ran. Uh, they owned factories. Like the one lady is talking about their paper mill. Hmm. It's like yeah, yeah. It's like pollution filters. It's like yeah. oh, you bitch. Yeah. As somebody who grew up in a town uh, with a large paper mill. Uh, both prior to and after uh, environmental regulations uh, had them change a little bit. Uh, I can tell you how badly, uh, how bad uh, it can get uh, with one of those around. Uh, I saw prophecy. I know what can happen. What's interesting is someone who comes from a background of of watching dark, uh, uh, almost every single Dark Shadows episode that there is, the, uh, the patriarch and the family kind of reminded me of the Collinsport family, uh, uh, the Collinsworth family mm-hmm. uh, uh, from Dark Shadows, just a little bit with their stuffiness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I wonder if that was an inspiration at all. It's it's possible because because I mean the island is kind of like a fishing town mm-hmm. or, or fishing port, you know. It seems more like the traditional southern plantation, though, like the way it's structured. Well, the way the house is. Very true, and I think... uh, 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 Don't get me wrong. uh, wrong. Uh, I thought that uh, the film was very diverse because it had a little bit of African-American actors as well as... uh, I mean... That was almost a sub-theme, too, like the way he treated the people who worked for him and then his son's guest. Yeah. Those people got shafted by nature. <laughs> there again, that also helps show kind of how dated the movie is in some ways, though, because, again, they were the ones that were smart enough to get out. Uh, well, one of, the, one of the things that the ending sort of implies is that this is kind of happening everywhere. Yeah. Like, when they get picked up, it's like, oh, yeah, we haven't seen anybody else for hours. It's maybe... Maybe it's just that everyone's being attacked, and so that's why they didn't really get away. Like, I think their deaths were the most disturbing, because you don't see... You get no, you get nothing, like, for them, except you see, like, their stuff abandoned, and it just makes you wonder, like, what the hell happened? I just kept uh, thinking, uh, uh, I, I, when Iris went after the butterfly, I was like, how the hell could you... Oh. <laughs> the butterflies were in on it, too. <laughs> it's like, what <laughs> they do? What's that butterfly? Well, supposedly they originally were going to have death by butterfly, and they thought it was too silly. 
<laughs> oh, I would have thought that would have been fun. Well, you just so, have to jump off a cliff or something. <laughs> be fucking great. Well, something to do with a crossbar looking creature. What? I would have liked that. <laughs> it's just like, ooh, ah! <laughs> Screaming into a chasm. <laughs> Has anybody seen the uh, series, the recent one that came out called Zoo? Oh, yeah. I probably should, but I haven't. That was uh, that was uh, dealing with. Uh, well, what's it? he's normally he's normally a crime guy, but um, that that one was actually really cool. Um, There's similar things to that uh, where you've got the animals. Seemingly going crazy, but uh, basically striking back against humanity. Was that the CBS? Uh, was that the CBS show that was on years back? I, I remember I saw. It, I think commercials. It's like CBS Network show. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Okay. So, but yeah, that uh, that was a show that uh, involved uh, a, a, a guy who his father was some kind of uh, a genius, and he made some kind of uh, 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 formula that uh, that uh, um, uh, kind of went into the animals, and uh, ultimately there was an ulterior design. Each episode had like a different animal attacking the people, and uh, they ended up like it was just weird. <laughs> that sounds pretty cool. I'm gonna. Is that on Hulu? Um, not sure. Uh, it's on one of the two big ones. Uh, I know that, or it used to be. I hope it's um, on Hulu. Like, basically nothing's on Hulu. It kind of sucks. Like, every time I try to search for something, it's like, Oh, live TV required! It's like, what am I even paying you for? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, Oh, yeah. So, um, ultimately, uh, d uh, d um, Red, did you have anything else that you wanted to add to the whole... Um, well, seeing the film, was there anything that, uh, that stuck out to you that uh, you might want to say? Um, not that I can think of, no. Okay. Cool. Um, anyone else have anything else? What do you guys think of the scene in the greenhouse? Okay. Uh, for some reason, I thought the gecko was gonna fall down like on top of him or something like that at first because you're gonna he was... like nip him to death. I want to copy him to death. <laughs> I'm surprised though that he didn't like say anything when the first glass hit the floor. Like he didn't get stunned and like go over there and look for what was fell on the ground. I'm not. He didn't even notice the video was. <laughs> <laughs> he was taking the wrong flowers. Did you realize that he ha he was dressed up like he was uh, like going to be, uh, to be carrying one of those uh, uh, Toro? Um, he looked like he, he could have been a, um, like a bullfighter. Like a bullfighter. <laughs> I didn't I didn't notice that. Like I just. Um, I, I always thought that scene was really funny because it's like, what am I watching? It's like, how are the lizards going to get this guy? Oh, like, uh, there's a bit of irony in, like, these people have been polluting their island for years, and, like, they kill him with pesticides. Like, that was, that was kind of a fun touch, even though it was, like, crazy. And 
why do they just have like ultra toxic shit like that lying around? It's like the jar falls off the the shelf and it's just like instant like choking <laughs> cloud of fumes. There were three jars that fell off that looked exactly like poison. So <laughs> yeah, but why didn't he get stunned right away and like walk towards there before he f died? Like I would have. Well, it wasn't until the poison, because the poison that fell, it, 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 after it fell, it uh, it emitted all these fumes, and uh, the fumes just kind of rose up, and because the, pla uh, because the place was kind of closed in, it, he just kind of inhaled all of these fumes, and it takes a moment for some of these poisonous fumes to... You know, yeah, it like it started to knock him out pretty quick. Like, I mean, was, we got, like, a huge cloud of shit, too. That was, like, the only uh, death that I could say that uh, was probably uh, possible. <laughs> the ones with the alligators just, like, jumping that guy and pulling him under didn't seem realistic to you? Well, that seemed realistic to me. <laughs> but then again, I, I, I think about the ending. Of, uh, I think about the ending of Indiana Jones. What? Or, or, or when the guys are getting eaten by the crocodiles. What was that, Jake? <laughs> I was singing Rippy the Ghetto. I thought, though, those must have been some really, really smart lizards to be able to create a toxic fume that would specifically kill a person. That was... <laughs> Well, I believe that that alligator scene where he's eating it, where he, uh, the dude's getting eaten is, uh, they, they were, they had a, a part of a nature scene filmed in there and, uh, of a, a, an alligator out in the water. And then of course they had the baby alligator that he had to wrestle with. Which I I, th I think it's almost possible that the dude might have been the trainer. So maybe, um, <laughs> but uh, oh man, it's there are so many things I love about this movie. It's kind of hard to pick one. Like, what did you guys think of? What did you guys think of like the significance that they had in the finale? Like where it's like you know I'll be fine, and he's just sitting in his trophy room, like surrounded by like. Surrounded by like the spoils of everything he's ever killed, like because he had all those because he, he had all those like because he had all those trophies because he used to be a big game hunter, and it's just kind of like a it's like a cathartic thing, like I believe I believe that um, he was uh, he, it's it's when anyone is alone you know and I mean he he thought that his family would actually stand by him in the end and. You know, all of a sudden he's alone in the house and he's got all these eyes of, the, of these things looking at him. And then the frogs, uh, they're already in the room. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they fucking break in. <laughs> I like how they, like, call his ass first. It's like, hello? Silence. To me, it kind of, uh, have, you, have you ever seen the uh, 1990s version of the uh, of the Jungle Book with Jason Scott Lee? Oh. Oh, you yeah. better believe I've seen that. Like, oh, well, I fucking love that. That's remember, also a pretty rad movie. Remember when the monkeys were looking down on the uh, dude, uh, dude while Ka was supposed to come in? Well, that kind of reminds me of what the frogs were doing. <laughs> Except the monkeys, where the monkeys, it seems like the monkeys were more cheering the snake on rather than 
like mind controlling the snake. Hypnoto. <laughs> exactly. Um, when I did the presentation, like on this movie and like the other reptile movies, I think that was my last side applause, and it was just like a hypnotoad gif. <laughs> The people who who got it laughed really hard. (laughs) In any case, did anyone else have anything else that they wanted to say? I mean, like I said, I felt like this movie was was quite good. I enjoyed it all the way through. Uh, I'm kind of uh, I'm saddened that uh, several of our other people have not gotten to see it, but. uh, you know, hopefully they'll uh, take the recommendation and they will also find it on their own time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, they, they better watch that. I was really, I was really looking forward to like fighting with Dane over this. It's like it's great, and here's why. It's like you liked the room. You can't talk, Dane. <laughs> I, I was worried that Dane would hate this. Um, so I was, I was looking forward to. But yeah, how you like this now? She I don't know. Would. I think the subtle themes of the movie would actually appeal. It does. Um, it does have a surprising amount of depth to it when you approach it from like one type of analytical perspective, uh, especially with the um, a lot. A fair amount of my paper was based on a. It was an academic paper fully dedicated to just this movie in a book I found on, like, essays about repti- about animal horror movies. Uh, let's see if I can dig up the title real quick. Polluting and Perverting Nature, The Vengeful Animals of Frogs by Jennifer Schell. Uh, it's a chapter in this book I have, Animal Horror Cinema, Genre, History, and Criticism. And that goes into a surprisingly detailed breakdown of, uh, of this movie and, like, a lot of the themes that that author interpreted. Which a lot of times when you watch when these people watch a movie and they're like, oh, I see this symbolism, oh, I see that symbolism. A lot of times it feels like just pure projection on their part. But with a lot of the things pointed out in that particular article, I can see how that could have been deliberate with this movie. So if you interpret it a certain way and approach it a certain way, there's actually quite a bit of depth here. Uh, or you can approach it how I did. As just a ridiculous movie that you can just like sit back, crack open a beer, and have a good time with. Um, and there's not as many, there's not as much content out there for this either. So uh, I'm really happy we got to do an episode where we talked about it, so that you know the people like me who love the movie and want to know more have a bit more, have a bit of a resource, an additional resource um, for it. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything that anyone here uh, would rather like to understand with better commentary behind it? Like another movie, you mean? Well, no, uh, like a documentary of, uh, about uh, like how they filmed it. Like why this was writ- why it was written that way. Like where did they get their idea? Uh, you know, how did they? Basically, like how did this come to be? Um, yeah, that's what I would. That's what I would like to know. Like who wrote it? You know, things like that. Things of that nature. Always like random bits of trivia. Like one that hasn't come up yet that I've read today. Uh, there were a few things on IMDb, but one that was interesting was that apparently Ray Milan 
was so unhappy making the movie that he actually peaced out before it was over. And that final scene is basically a stunt double getting killed by the frogs. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, I thought they kill him, too. They just, like, jump all over him and give him a heart attack, or what What the fuck? He just, like, dies. Right. But what you're saying is, like, he was so uncomfortable in the heat and everything, and kind of reminded me of some of the anecdotes I read about, uh, what was it, uh, The Long Hot Summer, I think, with Orson Welles? I read some crazy stories about him in that movie, and it reminded me a little bit of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of like uh, 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 remember in I think it was Indiana Jones and the Lost Ark when we were supposed to have that sword fight <laughs> uh, instead he pulled out his gun and shot the guy that was a great and, <laughs> well he had a heart attack at that moment oh. so, like in real life or in real life he had a that moment. Oh, I've um, heard so many stories about to, that scene. It was supposed to be a long ass sport, a sword uh, fight, but, uh, but instead he just kind of had a heart attack, so he was like, eh, I'll just pull off my gun and shoot the guy. Hmm. The story, the story I heard was that Harrison Ford was like tired of doing takes, and like as a gag, he just like pulled out his gun and pretended to shoot, and they just kept it because it was awesome. Like that's the story I've heard. <laughs> I feel like that movie is any number of stories. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, uh, another thing I kind of want to share is my favorite joke from uh, one of the other reviews of this movie that I saw. Um, it's like, these two guys, like, they just got together and, like, drank and watched the movie. And, like, we're about 80% of the way through, and one of the guys is like, oh, I get it. Like, the lizards and stuff are like the foot soldiers or putty patrol, if you will, of the frogs. I, I get how this works now. <laughs> putty patrol. <laughs> I didn't think anyone else remembered that. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, really horrible idea where you're talking about a couple buddies getting together to watch the movie, and for some reason I just had a thought of drinking game every time the frog croaks. I tried to do a drinking game, but um, I had, like, other stuff to do. I, I couldn't think of a good rule, too. It's like, do I drink when it's awesome, or, like, that's a lot. Uh, no, Did anyone see the animated frog at the end during the credits with the hand in its mouth? Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Like, I love that they did that. Uh, that. That kind of ties into what we really should have addressed earlier. Like, we mentioned briefly, like, the poster for this. Uh, one moment. Waha! Like, like, isn't this just, like, the most awesome poster? Like, this writes a check for what you expect to see. You expect to see giant frogs devouring humans, and we don't get that. Like... <laughs> I was disappointed that we didn't get that, but at least we got that little animated thing, which was, on its own, pretty damn cool. Well, uh, I mean, no, the frogs did not eat anything, but you did see a hand kind of drag into the water. I don't know if you ever go to a swamp area, but the sound of a million frogs is, after a while, it's really annoying. I, um... Well, when I went to undergrad, my room, my dorm room was right next to the pond, so I would have, if it was warm outside, I would just have wall-to-wall -wall spring peepers, um, and for about a year and a half after I finished undergrad, I could not sleep without the sound of the frogs in the background. 
Like if you've ever camped out other people, but I I love it and find it very soothing. If you've ever uh-huh. if you've ever camped outdoors, uh, the uh, the uh, the most sound that you will probably hear is the sound of crickets. And crickets are similar to uh, to the croaks of frogs to me. Yeah, American toads. So to me, it's like uh, if you go out and enjoy a little bit of nature, uh, at least a couple of nights, it's not so bad. But if it were every single night, I'm not sure. <laughs> of course, they had, they had the frogs go, uh, bumping up against the windows, so, uh, so that was a totally different story. <laughs> I had to I had to play a loud recording of frogs to sleep for a while um, after undergrad. So I was just like so acclimated to it. <laughs> On that note, um, I think I'm going to end uh, this episode. Yeah, there's a there's a lot more that could be uh, touched on, but uh, I think we've gotten a pretty good set of input from everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, if you'd like, you can find my article where I talk about frogs and other reptile-slash-amphibian-related horror movies at The Reptile Report. The article is called Herpetology Horror Show. And when I start really getting my articles going for Inside Movies Galore, I would like to do expansions on each of the movies I talked about. So, uh, because I talk about I talk about alligator, I talk about aberration, I talk about frogs... And a handful of other movies, but each one, there was only space to give a paragraph or two to each film. So I'm going to try and do an expansion of that project for Inside Movies Galore as soon as the Wretched Beast review is finally finished. Which, uh, <laughs> You're not even done with it yet? I keep being stopped. It's like, uh, I, I thought you were done, like, a while ago. I was pretty close, and then I had to stop to do finals week. And oh. then it's like, everything else I left undone during the semester, like, it's been... It's basically every day I put out a new fire while trying to work on the other thing. I sent Brandon a draft, um, and yeah. so we're in pretty good shape, I think, right? I just need to tie it off. Yep, yep, more than likely. Well, uh, it's all about focus, you know. Uh, uh, are you are you like a perfectionist? Yes. <laughs> well, there you go. I'm when I, when I was when I was submitting when I was submitting the uh, the reptile paper to this other website, um, we submitted it. I think we talked about submitting it. I think in July, and I finally submitted it to them like in October after. Basically, uh, rewriting and reproofing the entire thing. Um, on the plus side, they didn't have to do any editing and just published it because it was like perfectly ready to go. Oh, that's good. So, um, my professor, who suggested I publish it, was like, she was really surprised. Um, hi, Gerlinda, if you're somehow listening, by the way. She was really surprised that they accepted it so quickly. Mm. So, I'm ready. Um, but so, yeah, I, I write slowly, but I do good work. <laughs> I'm going to start with uh, Brandon. Uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do? Uh, yes, uh, my name is Brandon. I uh, am. Uh, I run Septum Sin versus the World. I double as Septum Sin. Uh, I work with uh, Kodabuki Jake, uh, and uh, uh, for a lot of our videos, we cover everything uh, physical media related, uh, be it uh, uh, books, uh, video games, or mostly movies, really. Um, <laughs> 
We have been uh, doing uh, quite a bit of work uh, lately. I'm hoping to come out with a uh, review for uh, John Johnson's uh, remake of the film Plan 9. Uh, we are also uh, working, um, as we speak, on um, coming up with a new intro. Uh, we have had a, uh, an intro song uh, recorded uh, by the uh, Rebel Gaming Club, and uh, we're trying to put together an intro that is fitting of that. And um, we're going to be doing a special episode, hopefully next week, uh, if things work out. <laughs> cool. Uh, why don't I ask uh, you, Kabuki Jake, uh, 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 to explain uh, what you do and where you're from? <laughs> okay. I am Jake, a.k.a. Kabuki Jake. Uh, I uh, obviously guest on Septim Zen vs. the World. Um, I have started my own channel, which I intend to get back to soon, which will feature reptiles at some point or another. Yeah. Uh, we, I intend to definitely keep an eye out for opportunities to film short videos uh, about the various ones that I encounter in this area. Um, and, uh, you know, basically... Um, as as Septon said, we do lots of uh, coverage of you know, media reviews and whatnot, and, and just been reading and writing and viewing and <laughs> you know. <laughs> There's a lot that goes in, in behind all of that, and I'm sure some of us who do reviews on uh, on YouTube know that. <laughs> uh, Chris, why don't you tell me a little bit about what you do and where you're from? Okay. I I run a blog called Lightens, Shadows, Cinematic Musings, uh, and I also run a YouTube channel with the same name, uh, do movie reviews, uh, movie-related stuff. Uh, I guess I'm also trying to, hopefully, uh, looking to try to get funding to do a couple of movies, make a couple of movies, hopefully down the road, but... That's, uh... Uh, uh, that's always uh, something to look for, uh, forward to, uh, to uh, especially you know annoying some of the film g g game. And I wish you luck on that. Oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's it, it's a rough road, but uh, I know that you'll get there. So. Um, ultimately, Red, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do? I'm Ryan Raven, and I'm from Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, and I'm a concert promoter in the Milwaukee area, and I'm a dead girl on Dead Girls Dark Coffin Classics, and you can find us on vimeo.com slash ddcc. Awesome. And, uh, Dustin, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Well, uh... I recently graduated from UW-Milwaukee uh, in their GIS program, and so right now I still live in Milwaukee, and while I look for work, I'm looking to write some movie reviews for the Inside Movies Galore blog. Uh, like, I'm just like a major horror collector, uh, so I kind of like everything, so movies, figures, uh, comics, uh, I kind of do it all. I'm looking into getting better take, better image, better picture taking methods, so that I can start showing my stuff off on my Instagram account more consistently. Uh, D H R Hunter. Um, 
some of my previous writing, like I said earlier, is available on the Reptile Report website at Herpetology Horror Show. So if you just search for that, it'll probably be the first result. Um, and it'll give you kind of a preview of what to expect from my reviews going forward. Because I, I tend to put a lot of research and work into them, which is why they take so long. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I'm excited to get that off the ground. Uh, the main issue has just kind of been... You know, the semester was got pretty busy towards the end. Like, there were weeks where I didn't sleep and just worked on assignments, like, literally nonstop. Um, so, plus I've been working on job applications and updating my long-neglected resume materials. So, so, I know I've been promising, it's like, oh, the review will be here soon. But uh, we're actually in a place now where it really will be coming soon. So, uh Thank you to people who have been hearing me say that every week and waiting patiently for it. Uh, awesome. Yeah, that's basically uh, that's basically who I am. I just love talking about movies and <laughs> really can't be stopped. And uh, a lot of my work has been amphibian research related within Milwaukee County. So this is this is a pretty special movie to me. <laughs> And uh, my name is David Stregge. I run Movies Galore of Milwaukee as well as Inside Movies Galore. Um, uh, and uh, I write reviews, sometimes do reviews on YouTube. And uh, I come on here and uh, host this, uh, uh, this with you guys. And uh, this has actually been a cool journey uh, to go through. So I appreciate every, every one of you who comes on and talks with me. Uh, I love talking about movies and I... I can talk my head off, so... Uh, it's gotta come out somewhere, right? <laughs> uh, yep. And, uh, ultimately, I'm a small-time producer. Um, one of the things that is coming out, uh, that has my name broadcasted on it, is, uh, Wrestle Massacre, uh, directed by Brad Twiggs. So definitely check that out when it comes out in August. I know that, the, uh, uh, the, uh, he, uh, has, uh, the, the main wrestler that, uh, that is doing autographs at this function, which I will let you guys know as I know it, so, um, in August. And I know I'll be getting a poster of it coming up here, uh, uh signed by all the, uh, the wrestlers involved, I guess, so, um, ultimately I'll be able to maybe pop on uh, with a small video and show it or something like that, so, in any case... Uh, random, random thought, guys. What do you think about like a Zack Snyder Dawn of the Dead style remake of Frogs, like where we just go full <laughs> tilt with the crazy, with the crazy concept? Like we just have like giant frogs eating people. We have like monsters. Like we just go absolutely crazy. Like what do you think of that? <laughs> like we're thinking, we're thinking the comparison between like the original Doom and the Doom that came out in 2016. <laughs> we're just like, everything is bigger and better in every possible way. Yeah, mm, that sounds cool. I, I'm just, I'm just picturing like scenes from Frogs, except to the tune of "Rip and Tear" from the Doom soundtrack. <laughs> just, just, that's my vision. That's my vision for this. I don't know. You, you said Zack Snyder, and all I can see is super slow. No, like when he used to be actually good. <laughs> there's a there's a scene where it's slow motion where the frog jumps up, the tongue comes out and it slowly rips off a person's arm, <laughs> and then there's a uh, 
light flash. I'm just hearing, I'm just hearing like the doom music. Ninja Turtle levels. I'm already drunk. Sorry, guys. Alrighty, guys, say good night.